Welcome to the promised land, baby. Welcome to the promised land. Look at them horses looking. Them horses looking. Mind y'all business. I want y'all to know my bull just a puppy. That's why I'm referring to him as a cow. He's still, he less than a year old. He only 10 months. But as y'all can see, he gonna be a giant, big boy, boss Angus. I wanna take things slow, put my mind cruise control. Chat fam, get you backhand. I rap man, but I clap to the gap jam. And I'm a gap man, put the map with the air holes to your air load. You stiff like scarecrows. You can't hit cash, cause I make cash. And I take cash, y'all need to take baths. I laugh at you dirty ass niggas. Little cheap $30 jersey ass niggas. You a bum, cause you dumb. And then the pot cup, you don't get a drum trick. You sell real fake on a mixtape. You talking how you get cake, cause you flip weight. You tell Joe. You don't sell coke, you just want roast L's in the hell smoke You broke, be ashamed of yourself Get on your knees and squeeze that thing on yourself Look, I listened to my old heads talk Cause I was young, so I guess that's my old head fault Look, he bought the wolf out when I got fronted Hey, yo <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as you already know, this is episode 61 of the Cruise Control. I'm your boy, Dev. Sitting across from me is the boy, Dave. And you know this- <laughs> He's going to cut me off. <laughs> Keep you on your toes, Pastor. <laughs> He's going to cut me off like that real sweet. Go ahead, finish the intro. Finish the intro. And you already know, you guys are locked in to episode 61 of Cruise Control. Here on Spotify, here on iHeartRadio, here on Apple Pie, here on all streaming platforms, baby. Yo, Dave. What's good with you, man? You should get on your knees and squeeze yourself. <laughs> Whatever Cassidy said in that John. Dev, don't disrespect that. Cassidy was yo, like come that. on, bro. If somebody tell you, you should get on your knees and squeeze yourself or he whatever. Said, you squeeze that thing on yourself. <laughs> and then Swiss said, oh, yeah. <laughs> I miss that, yo. What, like little freestyles? The, the radio freestyles. When that was like the biggest thing you could do <laughs> to to make yourself like the Propel yourself into the limelight Like yo I need y'all to listen to me I'm, a, I'm about to go on some big radio station And the just only, do like a, tw- a, a nine minute freestyle The only th- here's, here's the one Here's two things Which still happens But it it's does. just not it's as not prominent as often, But here's why I think why One Because With that being said Rappers tend to say the same thing in these freestyles Just like In a different like tone You get what I'm saying? Like when a rapper gets on on a freestyle, what's what's the main objective? He wants to tell you that he's tough, that he got guns, that he can get girls and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He wants to tell you different things about himself. Mm-hmm. So it's like after a while, it's it's hard to kind of keep freestyling and rap about something when the person before you said he got Uzi Burudas and and Lugas and stuff like that, right? All the- I just hit a nigga in the head. Right. Like after the fourth or fifth time of somebody saying that, it's kind of too much. Second off. 
Like you just like you just said right there, Swiss Beats was saying random noises in the background. I feel like your entourage got a tough time <laughs> trying to keep up with the noises and stuff like that. Like I feel like your entourage really got a rough go at it trying to keep up with their ad libs. You know, ad might- libbing was the best part of freestyle raps. Yeah, the, especially the, the hype person in the back. Especially when Eminem was ad libbing. <laughs> when Eminem was ad libbing in that though. <laughs> I want to board an ad lib, but his ad lib is the same thing for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you did a snore for every for every verse, that chit chat fam will get you backhand. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my ad lib would be? What? If you was freestyling, I'd be like, I'd, I'd be like, um. I know many That would be my ad lit. <laughs> Imagine somebody yelling that in the back of a verse. You should get on your knees and squeeze that thing on yourself. I know many guys can know. Your ch- chubby finger. <laughs> Dave got the chubbiest fingers for this stuff. Oh my gosh. But now, nah, Dave, how you feeling this week, man? It's episode 61, baby. We bringing the energy. We bringing the fire, man. Where's your, where's your soul at right now? I feel great, man. We in uh, February. Shout out to Black History Month, first oh, of all. First off. First off. Um, Shout out to Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? We love we love um, everybody who uh, is black, especially. You get in the line. It might be just you two in the line. <laughs> especially um, Captain Harris. <laughs> get in the line. But uh, no, I'm man. feeling great, man. It's been a good... This month is flying by. Yes, sir. Makes sense that it's the shortest month. Yep. Um, weather's been great. <laughs> I'm doing the most, yo. I'm doing the most basic uh, small talk. The weather really hasn't been great though. It's been like 30 degrees, then go up to. No, no, it's been it's been. We had a couple 60, 67 degree days, and, and man. then it go back down. I was to out 30. there in my booty shorts, bro. <laughs> yo, can no man dig? I said no. I was out here, man. It got that. a little warm. <laughs> I put all the windows down, bro. <laughs> Put the temperature up to a brisk 72. <laughs> Put the windows down, blast my music all the way up, playing this. You know, just living life, man. That you know what that song could have used a snore. That's true, right? That's true. It could have used a snore somewhere in the background. That's true. They should have had you in that John. I know me digas que no. Que no me How'd that sound? <laughs> That's perfect. Yo, I never heard that. Pull it on here, yo. I never. I don't know how people would still be listening to it. <laughs> I never heard something more perfect than that, dude. That that John was nice though. Yeah, that's what they was missing. They was missing a snore. From I, you. And I, I really think that's what I'm destined to be, like an ad libber boy. No, just like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm destined for the booth. You know what I mean? I feel you. I'm out here working for the man. Like I'm a slave. Yeah, that's nutty, bro. And instead, I should be in the booth creating mir- like. Lyrical magic You know what I mean that's love I always felt I could be a rapper For real And I'm not even joking For real for real This is all jokes aside I was waiting for you See cause you always Have them up top Setting all jokes aside I really think I could be a rapper Yeah And I always felt like I should have been I will say though Some of the Some of the Some of the cruise controllers Say like yo When Dave you know Do his little freestyles Here or there When y'all go into Your top five 
You know what I mean? He be, he be saying some stuff, though. It's, right. It's not tough. Like, you're not respected in the streets yet. But I'm but, getting there, though. But <laughs> <laughs> Small steps. You ever read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? <laughs> read that. You'll understand. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's like, no, I'm, for, for real, though, I'm trying to be a genius. <laughs> I'm trying to be a genius. Do you understand? What's a genius, dude? Uh, uh, Kanye, a uh, yay genius. A <laughs> uh, uh, genius for what industry, though? Genius Khan. A <laughs> uh, genius is like, um, like when you go to Apple and you need to get your your AirPods fixed, you go to the genius bar. So you're trying to be the genius of uh of the podcast industry. Yes. Basically is what Yo, you're saying. Nobody knows what we're talking about right now. <laughs> That's one of our topics today. Actually. Yeah, actually, people will we gonna know. get into it. People we're gonna get know. into it. But um, um did you want to explain the 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 clip at the top of the episode? Oh, so the, so for those who don't know, um Rick Ross just bought a bull and that video was him. Basically reacting to the bull like coming off of the truck, running into like the little bullpen that he made for him, and then him explaining like that this bull is a puppy. <laughs> My bull is a puppy. <laughs> this is what you gotta understand. He only ten months. <laughs> That's why I call him a cow. <laughs> what My did he bull say? is a puppy. He called him a boss Angus. Try <laughs> to make many burgers out of that bull, yo. That's crazy. He called him a bull. Nah, from what I from what I understand, Rick Ross is like a huge um, like he takes care of animals and stuff. Like yeah, he, he had a lot of sanctuary. horses. Yeah, he had a lot of horses there too. Yeah, he like takes care of them and has you know a whole staff dedicated to them. That's what. Shout like, out to Rick Ross. Rick man. Ross got a lot of shout money. Shout out to Black History Month too. Yeah, shout out to Black History Month, man. <laughs> yo, my man, your fingers. My, yo, I hit between the two <laughs> buttons. I hit right here. Oops. <laughs> Oops Oh my god Alright so before we get into the episode Like we do every episode We're gonna recap last episode Yes and sir And last episode's top five Was part duh Top right. five um, Love songs of all time And uh, We did receive some messages In the, in the Through text thing mm-hmm. um, I did receive of Votes Plentiful mm-hmm. Did you receive any votes? Yeah yeah How How many? As far as the coworkers go, I would say about twelve voted for me. I had one coworker who's a uh, underage minor voted for you. What? So that's a half vote. What? <laughs> what job you work at that you got underage minors? Um, <laughs> you want to dig yourself into a hole? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no, so I did. We did. We did get some votes in. Um, I uh, how do we want to do this? Do you and for the votes that we got in? I I got all the votes. Okay. Are you sick? Or are you sick? Yeah. Listen. Um. <laughs> sure. Okay. You won. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. If anybody listening is a social media expert, I need you. <laughs> I cannot trust this man to post an honest top five. <laughs> Have I won in twenty twenty two? Uh, it's because you're not posting it So people could see You did win You did win Remember you won the- It wasn't on a technicality or something No uh, It was like a niceness Yeah Shout out to uh, Benny uh, Who came up with our beat For our top five Big shout out to him But he texted In the middle of the episode Which Look sh- Proved what, what you made you win Dev I need you to, I need you to get on the ball Alright I feel you It's been some things 
What you going through? <laughs> no, just talk about it. It's a safe space here. Just like you know, I went. What happened? To, you know, like I I I went to this uh concert yesterday. Mm-hmm. Which you started like, questioning yourself. <laughs> which you're gonna get into later. Um, work crazy. You started questioning your own sexuality. What? Yo, what are you talking? You brought this up before the episode too. You got something to say to me? No, I'm curious. I'm curious. You curious about what? Have what you, you ever questioned your own sexuality? <laughs> Yo, why does you ever okay? Th- come on, man. This the people, the people tune in so they can hear some, some engaging talk. I'm asking you, as a human being on this planet Earth. Okay, have you ever stopped and thought, "Am I gay?" No, you. No, well, no, no. <laughs> why was the well? What was that well? Where did that come from? Because I, I, I wanted to like open up the space that if I did, I would have said it honestly. So I had to give myself a second of thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like I would be honest About something like that Right 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 Okay okay But I was asking you If you ever like Thought about like Might I Be gay No I never had those thoughts Okay cool Alright Was this because you lost Is this because like No <laughs> Why would I try- <laughs> You trying to cover You trying to cover my shame you trying to cover my sexuality No 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 like no That time? has not I said you won Congratulations <laughs> and all that And then I said If somebody does social media Hit, hit me up So then that was cut off Right there that was And then we done with that okay. We done with the top five and Now I'm <laughs> asking you If you ever question Your sexuality <laughs> Because just, like It's just so random Because we So this is not random It's coming from a place That I should have probably <laughs> uh, Led in with To okay. give context Okay But I was watching a episode Like a commercial On the Peacock app Okay And they were showing like um, different love stories from shows that are on the Peacock app. Okay. So they show like clips from The Office and Parks and Rag and this and that and the third. And I was noticing there's a lot of shows that have come out relatively recently where there's gay couples in them. Yes. Gay male couples, mm-hmm. gay female couples, you know, non non binary couples, whatever. Correct. And I'm like, oh, and I it was I was struck with the thought like, yo, this is legit. What people were talking about. 10, 15 years ago, like where this is going to become more normalized. Like, I know it. We got is a long way to go before stuff is truly normalized yeah, on there's TV. Still a, there's still a lot to go, but but there are more shows where it's becoming. And I'm noticing very recently that a lot of shows are just trying to put it in there. Like this is con- this is everyday life. It shouldn't yeah. even be. Oh my God, there's a gay couple on the in the show or in the episode or there's well, right. somebody yeah. who identifies as gay. It's yeah. like it's a regular part of the show as if it was as. Um, because, normal as a male female You know a, a Because I will say A lot of TV shows Back in the day It would be like an episode Groundbreaking episode dedicated. Right like oh my god Like Yeah He came out as gay or something <clears throat> Exactly Exactly And nowadays it's just like Yeah like a show will start off And it's like There's three gay couples in it Blah 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 And it's fine Or there's a gay character And it's The gayness is not even The center focus It's just Right the the sexual orientation you don't gotta roll your eyes <laughs> I'm just speaking quickly <laughs> but no I I, I totally the sexuality under- is not the focus it's like the actual storyline and the and the person and the plot because like I I was a uh, and this which is, is dope I, I'm saying all that to say is dope and this is something that we we even saw remember on we for those who don't know the TV show Abbott Elementary an amazing TV show you guys should watch it about Philadelphia public schools. Um, starring Quinta Brunson, who's uh, from Philadelphia. Her mom was a teacher in Philadelphia, so she kind of has firsthand knowledge of what the schools look like. And it's very—it's a very funny TV show. If you haven't seen it, seen it already, please watch it. But um, one of the teachers on there in the episode 
um, you know, she was she was upset because the teacher never told her about his boyfriend. So in the episode, it was like not, it, it just kind of went on like, you know what I mean? That's another good example. It, it just it just went on like she was like, oh, why you never told me about your boyfriend? You know, I thought we were friends. Why? You know, yada, yada. Like the, the normal like normal people would. And the episode, the episode wasn't even centered around that. It right. was centered around something else. But that was something that they put in there because it's very much normal and it's very much. a. So I do think, like you said, like 15 years ago. Well, I was 12, <laughs> 15 years ago, it was something that on TV was like, oh, my God, did you see that? You know, did you see that dude came out as gay on that TV show? Like, that's crazy. Like, why would right. they put and that? And not, like, oh, my God, because that's a thing. But, oh, my God, like, they're showing there's that. such a there's there's so many norms surrounding like the way television and media should be portrayed. Exactly. So it is really cool to see um, a normalization of that to some degree. I know that there's still a long way to go, like I said, but. I was just struck by it when I seen like, like I said, they were showing this montage of different clips and it was like um, the couple on Modern Family when yeah. they got married and um, damn, blanking on some of the other shows. But they, they just showed like different uh, and all examples this, of it. And all this to ask me if I question myself. No, because then I, so then I started thinking of, well, has sexuality become more normalized in everyday life? Like, do people... Because we're... There's more exposure points now. Right. Do people who would have typically repressed that, do you stop and think like, oh, what's my sexual? Like, I think I honestly think this a lot of cis men, cis women um, don't stop and think about that. So consciously, I think some people is so repressed. It's to the point where if you have um, certain sexual orientations that you haven't explored yet, you kind of just push them down because you're conditioned like, you know. From little yeah. to think male must be with female, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I think people don't even stop to question, like, what right. is my sexuality? Right. And for a bull who's like a real traditional bull, asking yourself that is like nuts. Yeah, what's a To even stop and think, like, am I gay? What's a traditional bull, if you can uh, <laughs> like a, a Like a bull, like... <laughs> Like if you happy bowling times day. <laughs> if you can give us the definition of a traditional bull. Like yeah, like a cis cisgendered male bull. Like <laughs> you keep saying, like, yo, I'm a cisgendered bull. <laughs> I'm a cis bull. <laughs> what up? <laughs> no, but um, I, I will like agree sports. that that is a that is a um, that is and a and that should be okay. Idea. Like to, for somebody to do that, let's like you you say you straight, right? Yes, yes. So you being a straight male. It should be okay for you to be like, have I ever had thoughts of liking a, 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 guy, a person of the same gender, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That should be fine. And if the answer is no, then it's no. Right. You feel me? Because the, the way the way I, I guess the way I always <laughs> thought about it was like, anybody who I was truly like loved as a man was like, I always looked at them as like a brother or like a best friend. You get what I'm saying? So like my, my friends that I love to death, like those, I never looked at it like, Oh, I wonder. Like, I wonder what they would be like naked or so. I guess that's where my mind would go when thinking about something. I always thought of it like, oh, that's my, that's like my closest friend right there. Like, that's a person who I want to invite to my wedding and invite out to. You know what I mean? And then when I'm talking to a female, and I have those same feelings, and I'm like, my mind goes to, oh, I, I wonder if this could become something else. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder what her snatch looks like. Right, right, right. I wonder. Right, exactly. I never like. I wonder what his balls. Look like. <laughs> it never crosses my mind to to you you. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. 
you look at a girl and you like wonder what her vagina looks no, like dude. under the clothes, like no. in that present moment. That's not like the first thing I think about. <laughs> I'm curious about her. I'm I, like when we're talking. And and it's a girl that I find attractive. Like I feel like everybody does that though. Like you're like in boobies. Yeah, yeah. Like in your the back of your mind, like the little the little part in the back of your mind is just saying boobies. But I feel like I, I truly feel like you can ask anybody. They'll probably at one point in the beginning was like, oh, that was curious or that interests them, and they wanted to know what their partner or what the person that they're interested in looked like naked. I, I think that's the truth. No, nah, I only look at hearts. <laughs> Any any woman I meet, yeah. I'm looking at heart content first. Well, how what's do you- your heart saying? <laughs> you know, what's your personality? What's your sign? What's your sign? <laughs> I'm never thinking about boobies or butts or nothing, bro. That's that's just me. I'm cut different though. Are you a regular Casanova? I'm cut from a different cloth. Are oh, you cut from the uh, Boss Angus? <laughs> I'm a I'm a Boss Angus. <laughs> You a cloud. Man. All right, I'm off this. You, I'm off that, this. That, no, I, but I just, I, that is a that is an interesting topic because I feel like for the listeners who are tuned in right now and people who are listen who are you know everybody listening right now, stop out. and ask yourself, am I gay? It's, think about it. Think it's about not even that. It's not even that. It's think about a penis in front of you if you're a man. <laughs> if you if you're a woman, think about a vagine uh, or Spanish <laughs> or a Spanish word for vagine. Toto. <laughs> Everybody stop right now Let's have a, a moment of Toto silence <laughs> Moment of pee silence If you like the silence, Toto silence You might be gay No In which case Explore that <laughs> <laughs> It is <laughs> Yo you know what that remind me of That um, that was a funny episode in the office When Andy was questioning People in the office If he was gay Yeah Remember cause everybody like Was say that he dressed Like the way he dresses or whatever Would indicate he's gay So then he asked Jim He was like Jim am I gay and he was like, I don't know. He was like, here's what you need to do. Sleep with a man and sleep with a woman. <laughs> Compare the two. See which one you like better. <laughs> and then Andy was like, would you take that bullet for me? <laughs> like to be the guy that he slept with. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I'm, I'm more of a park and rec guy myself. Yeah, because you a nut. <laughs> but no, man, that was that's a... I feel like that was an interesting topic to bring up first. Like an interesting kind of... Way to start off the show. It's it's definitely something that I f- should be normalized, and it is getting it is normal. And you could think of like people should start thinking about it. Like you said earlier, don't repress those feelings. Think about it. Talk about it with somebody. And what's the earliest you you could? What's the earliest you thought about your sexuality? The earliest. That's I, a good question. I think too. it was eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. That's when you came online. That's when. That's when I was like, yeah, boobies, boobies, boobies. Like that's when I was like, I remember talking about it in school. And then going home and filthy browser history. <laughs> That's literally, I remember that. I remember those uh, exactly what happened. Really? You remember the first time you ever realized that you had hormones and like you, you. Yes. Yeah. You felt a tingle. It was in eighth grade and we was talking about. Some, like y'all was at school and y'all was like, but. <laughs> no, somebody was Girls like. Girls have them. Somebody already had their, um, their matrix, sexual matrix plugged in. Mm-hmm. So then they were talking to us in school and we were like in a group. And they were talking about like a porn or something, and I was like, "Oh, what is that?" And then they were like, "Oh, dude, it's like they're like, dude, you didn't even know, dude. It's like boobs, <laughs> it's all butts." So I just dude. I went home and I looked it up, and I was like, "Que listo?" 
And you were like, mmm. Mmm, si, Exactly how it was. Wow, okay. For me, that was in kindergarten. <laughs> Yo, you were freaked out young boy that was in kindergarten. <laughs> no, I think when I was young, like, you kind of knew about... Uh, um, like nudity was something that wasn't for you as a kid or whatever. Right. right. But I, yeah, I don't think I ever had started having feelings till till later. For people who get who get exposed to like sexuality and sexualism early, right? That's kind of that's kind of nuts. Because does that take away your childhood? Like, does that make you less innocent if you if you get exposed to that stuff too early? Um, I don't know. That you know is, what I mean? Yeah, that is something to think about. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember, uh, you know, knowing that like see, porn existed and stuff, but I, I don't think I had a inclination towards it or anything. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that, 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 that is interesting and to think about. All right. What we got there? What we getting into? So Dave. As as we as we continue with this uh with this episode, I I wanted to tell people that something groundbreaking just dropped. Mm-hmm. All right, it's it's about an artist, mm-hmm. somebody that we always talk about on this TV sh- on this TV show on this podcast. Mm. None other than. <laughs> I love that we're about to talk about J Lo. <laughs> Dave, I never, I would never want to talk about J Lo in my life, dude. <laughs> never ever. Let's talk about where her vagina looks like she's standing in front of you. <laughs> no, man, shut up. I'm just kidding around. But no, Dave, Kanye West documentary just dropped on Netflix mm. this week. Yes, yes. You know what I did? You get in the line. It might be just you two in the line. I was standing in line on Netflix. On Netflix, waiting to watch this, John. Right. Did you watch it? I did. So, so for those who don't know, come on, man. For those who don't know, tune in. The gist, the gist of this Kanye West documentary, documentary is his his uh, one of his good friends named what was his name? Cootie. Cootie. One of his great friends named Cootie, um, basically dropped everything to record Kanye West from the beginning of his career, like when he was first coming up as a rapper. At this point in the documentary, he's already a producer. He's well-known. He's produced for Jay-Z. But he started recording as Kanye is coming up as trying to be taken more seriously as a rapper. And this is just home videos, like, straight up. Like a documentary. Straight up, like... He knew back then, he was like, this is for a documentary. Exactly. And he knew Kanye. He had faith that Kanye was going to blow up the way he did. So he literally dropped everything and made this documentary. So the documentary follows Kanye through his ups and downs. You see his mom Donda in the in the uh, in the documentary and all the how much he loved her and all the stuff that he gave towards her and all the stuff that she gave towards him and the knowledge that she dropped on him. You've seen his ups and downs with the music industry, how people weren't taking him serious, but people knew that he had talent. And this documentary, I'm just gonna start it off and say like this: incredible, dude, incredible, incredible, incredible. It's a three-part documentary. They're dropping up one each, um, a part each week. So last week was the first part. This week's gonna drop the second part, and then obviously next week you'll get. It the, was kind of long, high key. Yeah, it, it was, was like an hour, hour and a half, half, something like that. Hour one and forty episode. minutes. Yeah, each episode is like a movie, a short movie, basically. Right. Hour and a half. Which I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. No, that's it's, a, it's a long sit through. Like you got to set aside time for it. Yeah, that John was excellent. 
But uh, Dave, first reactions to the to the uh, to the documentary. What stood out to you? What 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 uh did this kind of give you a better um, insight on Kanye West and who he is as a man and as an artist? Did you um, my my, my first initial thought is the stuff that we're seeing now. Honestly, was pretty evident in him back then. Like I don't think from the uh, documentary. Uh huh. And seeing him in his early career, I don't think there was much a difference on, compared to what he is today. All the stuff that Kanye be saying today about being a genius and wanting to do this and change this and change the world, change culture. He was saying that back then as like a, a starving artist trying to come up. The only difference is what where he was in his career. Right. So he had like a different kind of hunger or drive based on where he was positionally in his career. Mm -hmm. But all that stuff, like the way he talks and his accent, his eccentricities and stuff like that. Ooh, thank you. Nice. Um, Eccentricities guys. The way, the way that, uh, how eccentric he is, the way that the ways that he thought about the world, um, the way that he, his belief in self and like his confidence, all that was pretty evident. Yeah. And also the way his brain like kind of goes a mile a minute and like he has these random thoughts. Mm-hmm. When they showed that interview that he did with um what's that show? That I remember used to watch I, I used to watch that show too. The, um uh what's look, it called? Look out now or something like that or something like I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, like the, that first listen, whatever, yeah. John. The MTV, sh- the show on MTV was basically like they they would find artists that were coming out and they were trying to be the first to like blow them up, right? And like be on the be on the edge of it, everything. So I remember that being like a huge thing, yeah, because it was like a breaking point for for a lot of people during that time. But um, even on there, he was like rambling, talking about all this different uh-huh. stuff about his career and the industry and all this and that. Rosalind Guzman, Red Heart. Yo, my bad. bro. My bad, my bad. When I tell this boy to put his volume down on his phone. My bad. Like. I'm blowing up. This boy, the, yo, cruise control family, how long, how often does this happen? <laughs> how often? All right, go ahead, I'm back. <laughs> how often does this happen where David's phone will randomly go off where he knows he should have the volume all the way down? Dev. <laughs> Is it my fault I'm popular? I'm trying to be a genius. <laughs> This boy's really a nut, man. So, Dave, you were you you. How were you? Um, before we got before we got sidetracked, you were talking about um, Kanye West and how uh, how he was talking during that interview and um, his eccentricities, right? <laughs> so that that was what I took away from it is that the Kanye that we see now uh-huh. wasn't too far off from the same person who was there back then, right? Um, granted, now he just has a lot more money. And his past experiences to reflect on. Mm-hmm. So he has, I would say, as much if not more bravado now because of how much he's accomplished. But he was still pretty eccentric back then. And I will and I'll and I'll add on to that by saying, um, can I piggyback on <laughs> Go ahead, piggyback on me. <laughs> no. Kanye, the reason I love this documentary too, because even though you saw that part of him where it's like he's always been like that, you kind of got the reason why. By watching this documentary and got the just why Kanye hustled for every single thing, every single thing that he's went through is because this dude dropped everything, moved to New York, you know, had moved in, you know, with a, a New York was a New York or New York. No, yeah, he he was working in New York, but he did have an apartment in, in New York, in New York, right? 
So he dropped everything, moved out there. Uh, at the time, in the documentary, they say Chicago wasn't getting much respect. Even Common had dropped like five albums at the time and only like two of them went gold. So they were like superstar rappers like Common and other people from Chicago weren't getting as much love because they didn't think that Chicago produced great rappers. So it was hard for a person like that to get into the industry. And then him, his whole Kanye's whole point was, I'm going to produce some of these amazing beats so then I can get in front of these superstars and then rap for them. That was his whole mindset was, I want to do this. I want to, this is going to lead to this. And I respect it so much because when you see like how hard he had to grind and like how hard he had, the things that he had to do to get where he was, where his mom was living, you know what I mean? And, and where he was living and, and the, the issues that he went through, you kind of see why he's, he's like this because his whole life has just been talking and trying to convince people and trying to put yourself out there. So his whole life has just been going at it and going at it and going at it so when he rambles and when he goes on like that you kind of see it in the documentary like he was trying to keep people's attention he's trying to keep people interested in him he's trying to do something to make himself stand out because he was in a crowd where new york was popping off and only new york rappers was a thing and then the west it was so weird to see like how get what getting on in music entailed it was like a lot of really weird Meetups and stuff Like he met the exec The record exec bull Like out on the street In front of a store Yeah yeah And the bull was like Yo you tough Like yeah. the way you put words together Is is fascinating to me And like <laughs> I could see you being like A blend of like Slick Rick And they just like In front of a McDonald's Or something like yeah. that Like it was a random When Kanye West first got signed They went to a Burger King <laughs> <laughs> Right It was just when so he got weird first Like record deal Right and and the littlest things were signals. Like remember when he saw Dame Dash like at that show or something? Yeah. And or no, it was after Dame Dash's birthday, and it looked like Dame had came back drunk, and he was like, "Yo, Kanye, he's a stand up guy. You wouldn't hurt a fly." Remember Kanye was <laughs> yeah. like mad because he said that. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, "Yeah, we gonna sign him," but Kanye took that as like he's saying that while he's drunk, he don't really mean it. So that was a disappointment for him to hear Dame say that. Exactly. So it was just fascinating to see like the way music works. It's such a weird uh, industry, and the 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 opportunities come in really weird ways. And I think that was the point of this first John was that it kind of took him forcing his way and trying different things to to just make him like he he forced his way onto the scene. Yeah, getting that MTV thing, doing the radio show mm-hmm. at his in his hometown. Like he had to do a bunch of little dominoes to I think. Make enough of a blip on the the radar, which is crazy to be, because he he been trying to get with Jay Z and all them, but it took a couple goes around and like going to different uh, uh, record labels and mm-hmm. stuff to finally break through. And which is crazy because when you hear Kanye West music now, like when he was first coming up, this was probably the best Kanye West that we've seen. You think to yourself like, man, where would I? What would I have done? Or where would I? How would I have reacted if Kanye, if I was in the booth with Kanye and, you know, he played me one of his tracks and something interesting in a clip that I, I brought up, Dave, that I sent you earlier in the mm-hmm. week um, that I want to play for everybody on the podcast today is. So this right here is Kanye um, demoing his his uh, his song All Falls Down, mm-hmm. which is a classic Kanye West song. We all know how that goes. Demoing this uh, All Falls Down and he's demoing it for Rockefeller and the way that they ignore him, the way that they play him, basically he goes out there and, and puts this, plays the song, puts his soul on the line, and they're just like going about their business, not even paying him any attention is crazy. So I wanted to play this clip for you guys. 
Just just listening to the listening to the disrespect. What she doing in college? That major that she majored in don't make no money, but she won't drop out of pants. So look at her funny. Yeah, look at her. He's like, he just standing in front of the John desk. So secure, sophomore three years ain't picked the career. She like, fuck it, I just trying to do accounting. That's enough money to buy her a few pairs of new ass because a baby daddy. No, he 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 was kind of drawing for this though. No, but he. What do you mean he was drawing for this? Like he just was walking into people offices. It's a Tuesday. They trying to get work done. So you felt like Kanye she was gotta drunk. follow these um these contracts for the uh <laughs> so for her supervisor he's coming in talking about <laughs> sophomore three years I ain't picked a career. But no imagine somebody walking to your job <laughs> you on a cold blue call or something like that and they just pull out a radio and start rapping. <laughs> no I don't think that's the same thing. Cold blue at a hospital is a lot different than a filing contracts, Dave. <laughs> I don't know if she's gonna be the one that signs in the Rockefeller, but no, he because that's his plan was to go to the like bigger names. This was like they what was what was this lady again? Wasn't she like an a, an executive down there or something like that? I like, don't know. but she was a she was a big name down there because he made sure to to talk to a few of the bigger names down there. But I want to play the rest of this video because I want to see I wanted people to see. Or he want them to see through the pot? Yeah, I want them to hear. So she named her daughter Alexis. She had how they <laughs> like he puts us. He's rapping right now, going all off. She's like smiling, like still got her pen in her hand, like writing down notes and stuff like that. Somebody knocked on the door. Kanye West opened it. The John was like, "Yeah, I'm about those files." <laughs> like she just went right to work. She was like, "What is this boy talking about?" <laughs> and then she took another interview. Two other boys walked in, and she had three people at her desk after Kanye just had done dropped one of the biggest songs at, of his career at that time. One of the, this was gonna blow up to be one of the biggest songs of the time for him. And it's like, yeah, but it, it's it. So do you think he, you said you said he's drawing for doing this? Well, no, just the act of walking in somebody's office where they're trying to do work to rap. Like, it, yeah, he is kind of drawing. Technically, he should have did a a meeting, like have an appointment schedule. Yo, I'm trying to rap for you at three. <laughs> <laughs> have like your rap readiness set up. <laughs> Take me to the rap room, not somebody's little office. <laughs> Take me to the rap room. <laughs> He drawed like she was trying to. What if she was having a bad day or something like that? And he took her to the rap room. And he just he just came in talking about cut it all off. Now she looked like Eve. I would have been like, that's tough. <laughs> Yo, you mean Dave? Dave, Dave. Time okay. out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. And also, you, you mean to you talking in super retrospect? You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me? Oh, first here when rap was where it was, everybody was talking about guns and drugs and jewelry, this and that. And he's rapping about like a John who wants. Bread from him and some girl that he knew that she dropped out of college and this, he wasn't like they had to f- get to a place where they embraced what Kanye was saying. That's what made him so unique was that he was rapping about stuff that people thought was kind of lame or corny. 
No, I understand what you're talking about. My thing is, when you hear the beat... You, was, you wasn't going to drop you, your... Oh, my God. This is going to be a big hit for the next 30 years. It's not, it's not. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about reassurance. I think it's about putting in his mind, like, don't just ignore the bull. Don't just sit there and take other calls that a person just got done dropping. Amazing bars, a tough um, beat, everything produced and done by him. He went in there and, and, and said all this, like, this is my track. I did everything on this track. Letting you know that he did every single part of this track, and it, to have a great song like that, and then just be like, "Yo, come in, Dave, come in here." What you said about the jaw, and totally ignore him. Now that's drawling. You mean to tell me if Kanye, if you was real busy at well, your he front didn't desk, ask, he didn't say, "Yo, can I have a meeting with you so I can play you my song?" He just walked in, and was like, "Yo, listen to this." Yeah, and told her I got this new song that I just came up. I'm trying to be like a rapper and now. She she should have she could have easily been like, "No, I'm not trying to hear so that." So you mean to tell me you sit at your front desk, you stapling papers right now, you David Cruz, Kanye West walks up to you, young Kanye West, look with the backpack on and all that, like, "Yo, Dave, I'm really trying to make it. I'm trying to be a rapper." I see you stapling papers and all that. You putting stamps everywhere. You know, your friend does real tidy and stuff. Here's my track right here. You gonna just ignore it? I'm gonna be like, I can't help you on front desk manager. <laughs> That's cool and all. <laughs> I literally can't help you. I have no money and no resources. <laughs> we are ready for you now. <laughs> so false equivalency or whatever. <laughs> I can't help Bull. <laughs> but she probably couldn't help Bull neither. I swear, Deb, she's the lady that does the pizza parties. Gets them to- <laughs> she cut the slices in half. She orders from Office Max. She was not the record deal executive trying to get him signed. In the documentary, however, they do say that he went to the higher-ups, the people who handle all that stuff. So, I mean, if we're believing what the documentary said, he did go to a person who had the power to do something. But no, man, this is a, an amazing documentary. Um... What is the I'm trying to see the Do you remember the name of it exactly so people can look on uh people can look online for it or when they go to Netflix they know what to look at it they know what to type in Yeah it's called um It's called Genius Oh yeah Genius a Kanye trilogy right Genius right. G- But it's spelled J E E N Y U H S Yeah and um, like I said, second episode's coming out this week. So if y'all haven't locked into the first episode, watch that. Second episode coming this week. And it's going to be tough, man. It's a very um, in, a great and in-depth look at Kanye's lifestyle and everything he's about. And I know people might not be Kanye West fans, but this is a great documentary to kind of get to know the real him. Behind the cameras, behind the craziness, behind yeah, the man. mask. We are. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving this so far. I'm locked into this, John. It's incredible. To say the least. Boss Angus. <laughs> it's a Boss Angus documentary. <laughs> but nah, so what else we got, Dave? What else we got here on the on, on, on the uh on the pie? What you got for me today? Um, so today I wanted to talk about the school to prison pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do that two two episodes. <laughs> nah, listen, Dad, did you hear about this um this uh flight attendant? Who knocked out a passenger with a coffee pot? <laughs> Yo, you always bring the funny but most random story. Flight attendant knocks out unruly passenger trying to open a cabin door with a coffee pot. That's an awful hot coffee pot. <laughs> we gotta find that. 
We gotta find that clip. <laughs> that you, that but um, so this was posted on a uh, Bossip, and I thought it was hilarious. I was like, we should talk about this. What? A flight attendant subdued one of their passengers attempting to open the cabin door with a coffee pot to the head. <laughs> Since the pandemic started, unruly airline passenger videos have had a run, almost as good as World Star videos in their prime. Every couple of weeks, some passengers has to show out and act a fool on their flight. Um, and then they talk about some of the other stuff we've seen: pe- people getting duct taped to their seats, <laughs> uh, trying to open the plane doors while it's taken off due to drug use, and just other different ridiculous things. Um, but with this story. Uh, an unruly passenger tried to act up on a recent American Airlines flight, but ended up being knocked to sleep before he knew what happened. A flight attendant who had enough of his games had to stop him from opening the cabin door. Uh, the flight was actually scheduled dev to depart from Los Angeles and arrive in Washington, D.C. So that was a cross-country flight. Oh, yeah. That's what, five and a half, almost six, six hours? Six hours, six-hour flight. Uh, but it was forced to make an emergency landing in Kansas City. The unruly man reportedly also grabbed a plastic knife from the <laughs> serving area and directed it towards a flight attendant before grabbing a small champagne bottle and trying to break it on a counter. A nearby flight attendant knocked the man unconscious by hitting him in the head twice with a coffee pot. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. (laughs) (laughs) So there there is video of uh, like the aftermath of it after they knocked this man out clean cold. But yo... Clocked him over the head so, with a coffee pot. So, so what I'm getting, so you said, so the dude was being like trying to get into the cockpit to like attack the 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 pilot. It and sounds the like he was. It sounds like he was bugging out. I don't even know if he had a legitimate gripe. He might have just been on some, mentally disturbed or was on something, right? Um, or maybe somebody else ticked him off, but it led to just like this erratic behavior. But he's bugging out, and the flight attendant was like, "Nah." Yeah. At this point, at this point, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> hit him with the tangana. <laughs> he probably the Yo, coffee he hit him pot. with a tangana surprise the right off the side of his head. He probably did an uppercut. The coffee pot grazed the the <laughs> the bottom of the plane and came up with that John sock theme. How do <laughs> I wonder what, what was in the coffee pot? <laughs> Colombian? Not no. It gotta be Venezuelan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the type of coffee. <laughs> I don't think that's a roast of coffee. Let me get a Venezuelan cup of coffee. <laughs> Extra cream and sugar. A Venezuelan. Just imagine going Colombian to, coffee. Just imagine going to Wawa and it'd be like Colombian dark roast. Cuban roast. Cuban roast. Venezuelan roast. <laughs> Damn. Oh my god. <laughs> no man, and and you know what, Dave? Um. Because I you you sent me the article and I you know I was just I just read it or was reading through it with you right now, um, it said that the uh, that basically the police on here were they're not gonna they're not gonna charge the 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 flight attendant because the person was being like unruly and um, the video shows that like they were trying to attack you know and get into the cockpit so they were trying to hurt somebody. So they said they're not going to press charge because this person was just doing their job and they had to knock them out. And it was an emergency landing in Kansas City, I think. They they teach that in American Airlines flight attendant training. Coffee pop mix Yeah, the it? coffee pop maneuver. <laughs> the coffee pop rumble. <laughs> just imagine getting hit with a coffee pot. That got to hurt, man. I just hit it with a coffee pot. <laughs> I just hit that nigga in the head with a... 
coffee pot. <laughs> Did it twice. They heard it the first time, they That's an awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> we tough. Yo, we be doing things tough. Yo, I will say this though. Now I just and I just thought about this too because be this doing things toughly. <laughs> Yo, you be making up like three new words every episode. We be doing things toughly. I just thought about this too, Dave. Uh-huh. Is there is there do you think that there should be jobs that are allowed that a worker or a person a person in the business should sock like a a um a customer or something like that? Sock like like like, like this boy like the like this flight attendant did like is there a sit like a for real hurt yeah like put like you hit down him toughly yeah <laughs> like a Venezuelan apuño that's a good question <laughs> that's a good question to waste a whole uh, French vanilla roast <laughs> on this boy's head that oh. takes a lot yeah but the see with the planes. If somebody's acting out and they're trying to like legitimately hurt people on the plane, you on a plane, you ha- you have to do an emergency landing. There's like a whole series of things that get initiated because of you acting out. So they do have a different threshold of which to like take severe action. Right. Which is why the cops, I guess, turned around and said they're not in trouble in any way because they had to get this person down. Like we've seen them duct tape people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now. You can argue if um, What was that one flight It was like the United John Where the bull was just like upset And they ended up Dragging him out or whatever And people were saying That was excessive Yeah So of course I think The actions have to match up With the response Or the discipline you get But okay Is there a job Is there any other jobs Where it's worth Hitting somebody up the head with Not even Where you hit Hit somebody And there's no charges You're not gonna get in trouble Cause this person Didn't get in trouble I tell you right now, sports. A player should be allowed to sock a ref. Mm. I'm gonna keep it a bean with you. I wholeheartedly agree. I've been saying a ref should get socked because <laughs> I feel like it would make them <laughs> make better calls and stuff. Yeah, like they should like have just one person like sock each sideline, right? Each sideline, they should get one. Like you know, like a challenge. Like you throw a challenge for like you get two. You should have each time I have one coffee pot. <laughs> and when a ref make a dumb call or something, a player should be able to grab the coffee pot and soccer and ref. And run from the zero yard line <laughs> all the way down the field. Get a 50 yard running start. Right. And Superman fly. <laughs> Superman fly at the ref from the 50 yard line with the coffee pot sock time. And they should be The able- way it sounds it, I don't think the coffee pot broke It might have been one of them um, Industrial coffee pots Yeah like them silver johns <laughs> All stainless steel work That don't say Me <laughs> had a, Like had a, a softball bat He hit him so hard It had an uh, outline of the boy's face In the coffee pot <laughs> I just hit a nigga in the head With a coffee pot That's Stop Coffee pot <laughs> It's not toughly no more, man. But no, I think I think sports should probably be allowed. A ref should get socked. Uh, being a teacher, you think a teacher should sock a kid? <laughs> but not like a like a kidly sock. <laughs> I just hit a kid in the head with a booga booga booga. Like a childly sock. Just one that gets them whip them in the shape. Not a coffee pot, maybe a cup of coffee. You should be able to if you're a teacher, you should be able to flick a student in the head. Didn't you t- like sit down? <laughs> what we got? What next we got? <laughs> what else we got next? What next we got?
Dave, you're not about to put me on blast like that, bro. I'm just kidding, man. David out here hitting kids. No, um, so you said a teacher and a student, you should be able to sock a, a how about how about this? How about like a Walmart, like a Walmart employee or something like that? I mean, I, I feel like anybody who works in retail would say any retail job, you should be able to sock the customer. Multiple customers? The customer's always night-night. <laughs> the customer's always sleep, yeah. I feel like, and they would respect your establishment much more if there was a policy that said you could possibly get socked in this establishment. Like if Walmart and, or, and, and like... Unfortunately, I, I I would probably disagree there because you still what? need their bread. You can't just sock me and then expect me to buy <laughs> but toothpaste you, from you, you when I wake up. You still need toothpaste and bread and garlic knots and stuff. You still need all that nah, stuff. Nah, I think... And toiletries. I think retail is the one area where you truly just have to cater oh, to the customer. Oh, bro, no. I can't agree Because they the you. ones that's... Buying your product, I can't agree with you, bro. You can't. You can't tell me. Let me. Let me paint a. Let me put a scenario in your face, right? You sitting there and you stocking toilet paper, and a boy come behind you like, "Hey, yo, yo, sir, snapping at you. Yo, yo, pass me that uh, Charmin right there." And you passing the jump. I said double ply, dummy. Just throw it right back at you. You could. You should be able to sock him. Mm. You should be able to turn around and sock him. No, you think you should just take that abuse? What's your response? I mean, no, you can't because that that person's patronizing your business. You need their bread. So so to some degree, you got to give them a level of customer service and you got to appease them enough to make them want to come back. So how do you handle that situation? The way they do now, the way retail is now is what it's going to be. Just be a money talks. Money I'm, talks. I'm sorry, sir. Your two dollars for this toilet paper is going to pay for my paycheck. <laughs> I just with the retail thing, I don't agree just because the core function of retail is we need you to spend money. So there's no way socks would be allowed. <laughs> this is a no sock allowed policy. A no sock zone. <laughs> right. Other other things we could debate, but I think retail's the one that So wait. Retail's one that I I won't agree that you, you could get socked at. You are down. I know as much as you want to, I get that. I can understand wanting to. You are down. To sock a kid Like you're down Flick for, a kid <laughs> A childly sock You're down to give a, a child A childly sock And be cool with that But a grown man Who disrespects you In a retail store You're saying Nah that's where I draw the line <laughs> Yo your priorities Is jacked up <laughs> You a clown man That's crazy dude I I I agree with the with the flight attendant sock whoever you need to sock after being unruly. I feel like most jobs I've worked in retail, you should be able to sock somebody. Mm-hmm. I disagree with the student teacher stuff. Student to teacher fist line. <laughs> I disagree with that, John. Flick. Oh, oh student teacher flick line. I disagree with that. And um, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a hilarious story though, man. People really out here getting socked. For Is no there any reason. others that we 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 not thinking about? Um, that's a sock eligible job. Cause that's tough. Like if you could if you could write it into somebody's job responsibilities that they they have a responsibility to sock people in certain instances. And I'm also interested. That's in, tough for the controllers out there who are listening. And, and if you're listening with a bunch of people and stuff, hit us up. Let us know. Has there been a situation maybe at your job? Maybe we're not thinking of a job right now that you can send us or text us. You know, maybe we can go through a next episode. And if people send us some situations or stuff, just kind of 
put some jokes out there or put something out there where it's like you went through a situation and you're like, yo, I wish I could have socked this patient or I wish I could have socked this. And like we're saying it's, it's acceptable. Right. Like you throw a punch and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. so what you doing next Tuesday? <laughs> like everybody called about their business. Week? Yeah, like, like it's like a normal There's thing. There's no gasp, not one gasp. Right. Everybody ungasp. Right. <laughs> Dev, what? Yo. <laughs> What's a gasp? How you gasp? <gasps> and what's an ungas? I'm trying my best. You sounded like a ghost going through a wall. Uh, mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah, I think um, you're crazy, man. I think if you dress up like a character at a theme park, you should be able to sock people. So you saying like because you Woody from Toy Story should be able to sock yeah him. like if you dress Yo, up as Mickey Mouse at Disney World what's what's up with you and all these kid violence stuff that's the second violence no you wouldn't punch a kid you would flick a kid no, yes <laughs> kids are flick eligible because a flick is never gonna be enough to like to kill you yo listen if y'all listening right now don't let Dave babysit any of your children <laughs> kids love me bro don't be coming back with flick marks <laughs> kids love me. He gonna do a be the first person to do an uppercut flick. Kid, flick. What is that? But yo, when you dress up as a mascot, <laughs> people be mad, disrespectful, low key, and it's never the kids. It's like some some stupid adult. Yo, speaking of that, remember when we went to Universal Studio and Pop was hyped to see Spider-Man? <laughs> Pop hit him with web. He said, yeah, Pop was already doing. He said, hey, Spider-Man. <laughs> Peter Parker, is that you? Was- On three, everybody say, with great power comes great responsibility. He said to say that to everybody. <laughs> Not even the boy taking the pick. Pop said it. <laughs> On three, Sarah, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> that actually works as a way to say cheese. Yo, that's funny as hell, man. I don't know. I, I don't. I disagree. That'd be drawling. If you could, if you could beat up a parent at a at a uh, Disney World because they uh they said they was mad at you for not taking a pic with their kid. No, they just be dis like they people be dissing people that dress up as a mascot. That's not that's not nice. They trying to make a living too. How you you witnessed this before? Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I've made fun of people wearing a costume. <laughs> hey, I bet it's some pimply faced teenager under there. Some second Probably year no cheeks. Some second year actor. <laughs> like that. Or like you just goof kid. you just goof at the uh, mascot. Mad theater kids be uh be going to Disney World. You be like, stuff. hey Minnie Mouse, can I touch your butt? <laughs> Cause you ignorant. It was you, you, you. <laughs> I don't even go to your universe uh, Mickey Mouse World. Whatever. Yeah, but you been to Clemenson Park. <laughs> What's their mascot? Uh Splash. <laughs> splash. <laughs> splash water. A, a igloo cooler. <laughs> fun, fun at Clementine Park. <laughs> How is your mascot a splash of water? <laughs> That's funny, man. But nah, Dave, that was a that was um that was that was a hilarious topic. Love that, John. But Dave, I to kind of switch gears here, 
right? To kind of to kind of get off of, off of that. Speaking topic. of John, real quick, have you seen that new Bel Air John? That Bel Air show, the serious Bel Air John? No, oh. that John trash. I don't know what to feel about it. I really don't know what to feel about it. Like I kind of want to like it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I hate when shows put on too much of a thing. And this one is definite. They're laying on the Philly stuff super thick. Like you know how Abbott Elementary is 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 there and it's clear that it's happening, but it's it's kind of subtle. It fits the context of the show. Yeah. You know, like her using sight words from Philly to teach the kids. It, her rationale actually made sense. Like this is words they know, so we're just practicing sight words so that they can look at the word and know what it looks like, and blah blah blah. How was Bel Air? Bel Air's like the boy was like ah, it's Liddy ah, that drawn crazy. Hey, hey, Poppy, let me get a cheesesteak. He he was in L.A. And he, told, he goes to Uncle Phil's house, right? There's like a big party happening at Uncle Phil's house, some fundraiser. And he goes up to the chef that's making like hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And he's like, hey, Poppy, let me get a cheesesteak. And what happened? Salt, pepper, ketchup, mayo, fried on. He says this. They all gasp? No, the, the boy makes him a cheesesteak. Oh, for <laughs> But it's like, come on. Like, that is so extra Philly. Yeah. like. That is a little too much Because then that's That's trying to say like Philly people don't know how to act <laughs> That's trying to say like We go anywhere We be like Hey yo <laughs> Like Give me I, the joint I'm pretty sure If a Philly person Went to like Bel Air They wouldn't be like Hey this joint crazy Like Salt pepper ketchup Be down Poppy <laughs> Right now They call the executive chef Poppy Like <laughs> the, the one girl was like He's the biggest chef in LA <laughs> Did he The king of New York <laughs> Poppy make me a cheesesteak <laughs> But like it, I, I kind of want to like this show Because it's It's uh, it's not terrible Right There's definitely been worse shows that have come out But It's also kind of Excessive Yeah well, and, and I feel like they just shouldn't have made Remade uh, yeah, Fresh, Prince Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Yeah just Prince of Bel-Air Because like now uh, What's his name Jeffrey the Butler is like a cool British bruv Like he's He's huh? like in it bro like he's like a new age British. Oh, he's tough. Yeah, like he listens to Helter Skelter or whatever the boy name is. <laughs> yeah, he listened to uh like the tune tune tune. And I hit him with that poom poom poom. Like people who rap like that. Uh was the old butler British too? He was. He was British, but, but he, he was, was like respectable. Yeah. Respectable British. Yeah. This boy is just regular. Mr. Banks, you know, this boy is like in it, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was hatting cat and <laughs> Me and the Stoony boys run down on you. <laughs> What's the Stoony? I don't know. For like British people always got some little street gang they run but with. But no, Dave, 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 let me. Uh, My bad. Yeah, I totally went right. No, no, no. That's cool. It's cool because it's, it's it's always like the the little sidetrack stuff. It always it always ends up being funny. But yo, no, let me tell you something, Dave. Right. Um, I know you were you you uh we were talking about it earlier about me posting right. And I told you, I said, I said earlier in the episode, I said I had something to do yesterday. I was pretty busy. I went to a concert, bro. Me and Daviana, shout out to my little sister, lover. Me and Daviana drove up to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. to see none other than Imagine Dragons in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's really why you couldn't post our top five. I, I was busy with that. I was first off. It's a five-hour drive 
took from Philly to Pittsburgh. You really drove five hours to see Imagine Dragons? Yeah, yo. Yeah. Damn, you top nut, bro. I drove five hours to see Imagine Dragons. That's my favorite group, man. That's dedication. Me and Davi went out there. Uh, we had a great time. It was a nice It was a nice city. Davi made the point. She was like, I feel like anywhere I go like, is better than Philadelphia. <laughs> she was like, we went into the stadium and it was like all clean and stuff. She was like, you come to Philly and there's like dookie underneath the seat or something like that. And she was like, there's always, it's just Philly's just like, and I was like, I think because you lived here so long, you kind of noticed that. The that's that's very true. I think that is a thing. No, I feel like because you lived here, what, what I said or what she said? No, like when you've lived in a place for a certain time, you notice all it these. loses its yeah whatever lust. And then anywhere else you go, you're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful over here. <laughs> right. Also, I do think Philly generally is just a dirtier city than most cities. <laughs> Yeah, that joint. I've been to enough cities to be able to compare legitimately. Well, Pittsburgh is like Philly, except I think the only thing about Pittsburgh is that they're uh, they're they, they smoke them things down to they stains. <laughs> right, everybody's fried in Pittsburgh. No, but I just think Pittsburgh just is it's like a Philly. But I truly just thought it was a Philly because they had mad construction going on. There was no streets that was fixed. Every street was broken. Oh, that sounds like Philly. Yeah, it was mad streets that was broken. They just we were in the downtown area, mm-hmm. so I think downtown is kept up a little bit more because there's colleges around there, mm-hmm. there are, um, hockey teams, uh, arenas down there. So I just think all together, the place that we were at, where the concert at, was you know popping. But um, nevertheless, went to this Imagine Dragons concert. I will say this: no matter what people say about their music, there's certain artists that people tend to say like, no matter how you feel about their music and what they talk about and stuff. Going to a concert and getting that experience is like something totally different. And I 100% agree with that. Like, I saw Bruno Mars live, and I've seen Imagine Dragons live. I've seen a couple other artists live. Imagine Dragons tends to put on the just a better concert. No matter, And I'm looking at it objectively, like, just not being a fan or You're whatever. You're saying Imagine Dragons had a better concert than, than Bruno, Bruno Mars? Mars? And you can ask Davi the same thing. You know that's her favorite artist is Bruno Mars. But um, the, the reason we say that is, one, they're more interactive. So Imagine Dragons, their group will tend to, like, come out into the crowd. And, like, he was, like, high-fiving people, hugging people. They do a lot of, like, the one the one that they did in Philly, the one that we went to, like, two or three years ago before COVID, they had, like, stuff falling from the ceiling. And, like, it was, like, they had, like, these big, um, I was going to say big-ass beach balls, but that's what it was. <laughs> when I say radio, you say active. <laughs> so they, they had uh, these big beach balls that were around, and they were allowing people to, like, hit it up on stage. He took, like, a gay flag and, like, held it around his neck and was, like, he's very supportive. He taught, he taught He's a big uh, advocate on, like... Um, uh, therapy. So he he was like, I, I've been in a tough time myself. If you seek therapy, it's not weak. It's not something that's you know. It's it's just more interactive. I feel like, and they're they're more into it with the crowd. Bruno Mars. It was like, it was like you knew he was a. I guess it was like you knew he was a superstar. It was like he went up there, he did his thing, and then he left. It wasn't like he was there like talking to the crowd or interactive with the crowd. It was like he played his songs, he was into it with his band, and then he left. But they're more interactive with the crowd, so I think I enjoyed that a lot about them. Um, the funniest thing, though, Dave, and I gotta, I gotta tell you this: the cr- <laughs> watching a crowd at, <laughs> at a concert, like uh-huh. when you're a person like us, like people who do comedy and like joke around a lot, right? Crowd watching has to be the funniest thing at a concert, bro. Like, I got a video, and I want to show you it. <laughs> I don't know if I should do it now because the the, the cruise control family can't see it. But there was this bull. It was two couples. They was like on a double date to the Imagine Dragons concert, sitting two rows in front of us. Okay. There was this bull who was like, he took ecstasy 
or like he had a couple too many shots or something. But this ball was in his bag. Like I've never seen a ball more in his bag. First off, um, they had an opening group called Grandson who did pretty good. And then the Magic Dragons were setting up. So when they were setting up, the ball was like, here we go, Dragons. Here we go. <laughs> by, him, by himself. By himself. Mind you, not his girlfriend. Nah, he not- didn't start a here we go, Dragons <laughs> chant. I promise. He should have got socked. <laughs> I promise to you God. You have a coffee pot in your pocket? I left my coffee pot at home. Mm. I apologize. But he... uh. He was starting off with a here he goes dragon, John. And then, like, for some reason, he was... So, like, he's white guy, so he's, like, no ability to dance. Like, he's very stiff, whatever. But the funniest thing was, like, he was doing the same dance moves to every song. Like, you know every song not the same. So, like, they was playing Slow John's and the the boy Dan, which is the lead singer of Mad Dragon, he was like, this song is dedicated to my sister-in-law. She died... Um, Last year uh, During COVID And I miss her dearly And like she was a big part Of our family And the boy just in his bag Like <laughs> Standing up Here we go <laughs> He said that chair when, when he said it For my dead sister <laughs> In his bag And I'll never forget the- Here we go <laughs> Nah, I'm not, I can't get over that. Yeah, and then uh, and then he's trying to start off with John. Like when I say imagine, you say dragons, but he was doing it all by himself. Like nobody in the crowd was like filling them. When I say imagine, you say dragon. Imagine. <laughs> Eminem sleep on the ball. His girl had to be the sickest. Bro, yo. she, she was, was like mad, embarrassed. No, because Davi, me and Davi talked about it. Like she, she seems like the type of girl. Because just we've seen her for. Three hours while we were at the concert but she was like into it like she was like <laughs> like laughing and like clapping with him and stuff and like embracing it so Dobby was like this gotta be the type of girl that when she go to her co-workers or when she go to like her family or friends she's like hey, I just love him cause he's so quirky and he's like out there and I just love that about him like he just he's himself you know and that's what I enjoy about him cause every few seconds he was like dancing and then he would go and like grab the back of her head and just like give her an open mouth kiss and then like drop her and then go back to dancing <laughs> And stuff like that. <laughs> At the one point, they were playing the song Radioactive, and he was walking down the steps to get back to his seat, and he like stopped right next to me because I because there was a part of the song where like the drums went crazy. Hey, open and- mouth kiss you. <laughs> no, he was like hype, so like his elbows was everywhere, and I was like, yo, bro, relax. Like you about to elbow me in the back of my head. And then he forgot where he sat down, so he ended up running all the way down the steps. <laughs> but he was all the way up with us. <laughs> Cause we had like floor jaws, like we was right there. We was like a few rows down from the floor. So he ended up like running down to the floor, and he looked back up, and he noticed his girlfriend wasn't there. But the ball was just hilarious, and it was a, it was a, a interesting time. People were recording him. It was just crazy. But nevertheless, um, I do think that Imagine Dragons puts on a good show. I will say this to people: you should go listen to them. Or- what is it about them that you like? Imagine Dragons. I think one is the beats. Like I like the. Um, I like the drums in all of their songs. The lead singer, I like his voice. I really do think that he could sing well, even though he's can go off and on about some in some tracks with his voice. I do feel like he could he could definitely sing well. And two, I just like the lyrics to some of their songs. Like it might be said in a weird way, but when you just break down the lyrics and just look at the lyrics, they're sort of uplifting. What was the best uh, song they performed yesterday? Radioactive or Believer. You know the John Believer that they do, right? No. You never heard Believer? Yes, you did. You know Radioactive, though. 
Believer, that's the uh, and then I saw her face. <laughs> no, man, you, that's the that's a uh, Smash Mouth. <laughs> Bro, what you heard Believer before? Damn, I just I can't. I can't uh. You've heard this song before. First things first, I'ma say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been. The best part is yeah. I think I heard, I think I heard this on a uh, Surface Pro. Uh, <laughs> every joke is a Surface Pro. Stop talking about Magic Dragons and Surface Pros. <laughs> the chorus is the best part. The breakdown right here, right here. This is best part. <laughs> Side to side arm What's your initial reaction hearing that John for the first time? Like or hearing that John like you know kinda dick like listening to it correct like on your own? Boy thought he was at a baseball game. No, so that so that that was tough because the way that they set up their concert was like a movie. So it was like on the screen they had a guy. He like wrote all the lyrics and wrote all the stuff. So Cootie, Cootie, <laughs> Booty wrote them all. No, he wrote all. He uh he had a guy write. He had a guy uh do like poetry and stuff. And then right. on the screen they showed like a like a little movie or whatever. And then they would go right into their concert and it matched up. With like the way the movie was going And matched up with the way the concert was going So it was kind of cool that the way that they did it So I like, mean I, Now that I think about it I, I feel like I don't care about none of that you said <laughs> Here we go <laughs> Like I, I've never seen a bull Like more successfully waste my time Than you did the last 10 minutes Tell me about this nutty concert, yo. No, but yo, and then, I would never waste my time, bro. Bro, bro hold on. It, it gets better though, right? It gets better. So, their opening act, right, was a group called was a group called Grandson, and this group has blown up like heavily that, to the point of where they've only been out since I think it was like 2018, okay, or 20 2018 2017, and they already had like three tracks. On like movies So two of their tracks Was on the Suicide Squad The newer John And then I forgot They had a third track That was on like In like another movie But Studios are picking them up To do films Or to do tracks For their movie right mm -hmm. So This band is called Grandson And is <laughs> I'm just gonna play it for you To get your initial reaction From it Is this boy right here <laughs> Do you see his picture <laughs> Yeah he painted two X's Over his eyes <laughs> So they played this John. Let me see if I can uh, pull up the 
This John. So this John from 2018. So this their first EP was in 2018. Okay. Right? So they basically played this whole this whole John right here. Uh-huh. And um this John right here is called Despicable. He announced in the crowd, he was like, This is a song that I made for Mac Miller, like uh-huh. in his memory for when he passed away. So this was a song dedicated to Mac Miller, who by the way is was from Pit is from Pittsburgh. Right. So like the crowd was really oh, like Oh, I get it. Okay, you get what okay. I'm saying? So this John was from Mac Miller right here. This song got 432. This blood in the blood water, John. Goodbye is the hardest part. When we find ourselves back at the start. But I'm not so brave and I'm not so smart. No, I'm doing you a favor. Doing you a favor. Known for their beat drops, just to give you guys a. That's why they got famous. Speakers in the concert that John was that John was hitting. It just I didn't know what that had to do with Mac Miller. Like <laughs> I had no idea what that had to do with Mac Miller. I was still trying to figure out. He didn't even say his name one time in the song. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't. I could not put it together. <laughs> you gonna hit me? Probably that should have been playing at the circus, yo. A bearded lady was about to pop out. <laughs> Boy put his head in a lion's mouth. <laughs> yeah, that nutty circus top. That, that trapeze doing somebody gonna stand on the elephant. <laughs> I mean, dreaming circus. <laughs> John Trash, yo. Why would he? You sing? really tried to sell me on? He's talking about that was live. And why the, would he uh, sing three ring circus? <laughs> I mean, three ring circus. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mac Miller. He never even said that one time. He didn't even say Mac Miller's name, <laughs> yo. That John was cocky. <laughs> That's why he was opening up. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny, yo. And then the funniest yeah, part. Yeah, nah, I would have been so straight faced, dude. The funniest part of his of the boy's set was so he took he had a ten song set, right? So like at song five, right after song five got done. Like he he turned us he did he turned up the lights a little bit mm-hmm. and he stood in the he stood on the mic and he just did like a rant for like a minute or two. 
So he was like, he was like, yo, I want y'all to notice something, right? Like, everybody just look around uh, on command. All white people just looking around. I'm looking forward. Like, I'm not trying to look at anybody. But all white people, the boy in front of me, the boy behind me looks at me, and like his kids are looking at me. I'm like, I'm not looking back at y'all. But he's like, look around. (laughs) He was like, look around. Do y'all see, like, a few years ago, like everybody was locked down. You know, we we didn't have this this interaction, this communication with others, seeing mm-hmm. other people's faces. Mm-hmm. You know, we were all locked in, and people were going through dark times, and it was crazy. But now we're all here to celebrate music, and music is amazing, and music just brings everybody together. You come to this place and just let all your feelings go, let everything go, and just be in here and be one with each other. He was like, no matter what, we have to stand united. So he was preaching like this whole united speech, right? Like, yeah, and everybody was like, yeah, united, we stand, whatever. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to lose some of y'all right here. <laughs> and everybody was like looking at each other like, is this boy about to say the N-word or something? <laughs> that would have been crazy. So we all, I'm looking at Davi like, what's he about to say in front of sold-out crowd, the whole stadium? So this John going crazy. So he's like, I'm about to lose some of y'all right here, and, and I'm going to I'm gonna probably shoot myself in the foot for saying this, and I know half the crowd's going to hate me, but you should suck a kid. <laughs> Everybody, there's a coffee pot under your seat. It's rumble time. <laughs> no, he said, he said, I know some of y'all going to hate me, but I'm a pro-vaccination, uh, um, feminist, Black Lives Matter, loving, um, you know, I care about everybody's rate and everybody needs to show love. I support anybody who's not feeling like, so he was like really, really you know what I mean? And and then that I give you a sense of this. Half of the crowd had on army fatigue jackets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they was working at Duck Dynasty or something. So they was all like <laughs> everybody just <laughs> they was perturbed. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious to get perturbed at a concert. <laughs> After the boy done played that right there. <laughs> They're like, he's despicable. And he was just It was just so funny Because he was like We stand united But I'm not united with y'all <laughs> With the half that I didn't say <laughs> Yo That's hilarious Why did he even put him, He put himself out On the littlest ledge ever <laughs> Said I might lose Some of y'all here <laughs> Pizza is great <laughs> What? <laughs> but he really said good things Talking about he gonna lose us But the thing is, like, you know, people don't mess with like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. There's a bunch of people out there who say Black yeah, Lives Matter idiots. is a racist group, right? So, but he he did he did he had to say it because you because he's the grandson. Yeah, he's the grandson, and he did his thing. It man. is one ball. No, it's three. And so they all grandsons. Is this ball? I guess everybody should be a grandson, right? Everybody's a grandson, right? Yeah. Yeah, Devin. Don't call me Devin, dude. <laughs> no, but and it was crazy is that the John six a.m. that is, you see it on the screen right here. It don't say a.m. It says six o'clock. <laughs> oh no, you're right. That's the name of the song called Six O'clock. But six o'clock is right after he went on that rant. Six o'clock is a song about how he uh he was one day he was watching the six o'clock news and saw that George Floyd got killed and they choked him out and that was let me hear this one I want to see if I can figure out if it's about George Floyd or not you this one is definitely yeah this one is definitely about it is yeah he's watching the news mmm it's easy in your and this one see it's got E for explicit yeah. <laughs> 
So that that obviously, like when you hear those lyrics, this is how you. <laughs> yo, both think he's slick. Yo, he um. What what? what? He just say whatever, and then he do a, a fancy beat drop and get everybody like. <laughs> he could say any lyric before the beat drop and just know that the, they're not gonna the be beat, listening. Yeah, they're just gonna start jumping around at the beat. <laughs> he tough though. That's why he tough. Cause you know what he gotta do. He gotta say some uh. Some uh, real um, um, What is it Scandal uh, Tantalizing things All battles should be made With no BPA <laughs> What <laughs> What did you say Oh what Yeah no he's trash <laughs> Do you want to give look at I would have wanted A partial refund For that part of the show <laughs> Do you want to hear his number one song? I don't. I really don't. His number. Look at that. Look, 432 mil? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I'll pass. Come on, Davis. Hear it. I don't want to <laughs> ruin it. <laughs> no, nah, man. But cool off grandson. But, Dave, this is, this is, uh, this, um, going to this concert, obviously watching it with Davi. Was a waste of money. <laughs> No, I had a great time. The, my the, my music taste is different from yours, but I did think Imagine Dragons had a great concert, um, and I'm a huge fan of them. So I hope to see them still come out with more music and see them do their thing. But um, Dave, this got me thinking, man. Like, I've I've been to a few concerts already. I've done my uh, I've done my research. I've been I've been a part of a lot of it, and I and I I wondered if. What if what if we could go back in time, Dave? What if me and you had a time machine that we can check out different concerts from different artists from different generations? And I came up with this top five. Let's do our top five concerts we wish we could go to. Artists that are alive. How'd that sound? I'm with it. You with that, John? So this is top five concerts we wish we could attend. Artists could be dead or alive. Or both. How, wait. <laughs> How is the <an> artist <laughs> both? Grandson could probably explain it to you. Grandson could probably explain it to you. Like, I'm pretty sure he's a uh, he's one of the boys that uh could give you that idea. But not nevertheless, Dave, um, we're gonna get into this top five. Um, so 
Who goes first? Are you giving me the win for last week? Yeah, apparently people messaged you directly about it. So. You got one of the messages. <clears throat> I did? What you talking about? Shout out to Didi Diana. Hit us up in the group text. Dev won this week. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's true. Oh. And then I got a vote from Poppy Lex and from Tashi Lex. Oh my God. Dude. You sick. I told you the oldies is gonna get it, man. This week I'm a, this week I'm gonna post to make it to make it fair game because I keep going off of text. Yeah, I really like I, I'm feeling some type of way, so I'm gonna just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I really felt like I won the love song part two. I don't know. And then other controllers, you can you we always tell you guys, text us, let us know who do you think won. We only got from the people who did text us that was we go off of. And I understand it's my responsibility to put it on there. So I'm I'm taking full responsibility for not putting it on social media. But you can still reach out to us and text us. If Dave got your vote and he don't know, or if you're in a group of pe- uh, in a house with a group of people who are voting and five of them vote for Dave, it could have won this week. But we're going off of the votes that we got and we're counting them as we are. So Dave, with that being said, top five concerts you wish you could attend, artists dead or alive. I'm going to let you go first. Me first? You first. <clears throat> All right. Coming in at number five for me uh, of an artist that I would love to see live. Um, this person is no longer with us, but this is definitely um, a concert that I would love to see because this person is one of the best, the, the, the best R&B artists Soul ballad artists that we ever have, right? But also got the bops that could start it off like this. Okay. Are you playing anything? For number five, I'm going to go with Luther Vandross. Okay. I would love to see Luther in concert because Luther just got so many hits. Got stuff that you could dance to. Got stuff you could fall in love to and get married to. And from seeing footage of Luther, he sings as good as, as he sounds on the track. Right. He sounds that good live. So for me, that's definitely a prerequisite of if I'm going to spend my money to go see you. I want to know that you have the actual talent to perform it. Right. So I'm going to go with number five, Luther Vandross. Okay. All right. I mess with it. Luther's a king, man. I, I'm, I'm never going to deny. He's probably my favorite um, like male R&B artist. So I, I'll give you that one. Luther Vandross definitely up there for me. Um, coming in number five for me, though, Dave. Um, this this artist right here, man, she's just she's just done it all, you know. And I feel like I feel like you especially would love it. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rock it out for you like this. It's going down. I'm yelling to my you better move. How you feeling, Dave? <laughs> Remember, I'll be the one you won't forget. <laughs> Hold on, I got a, I got a true question for you. I got a true question for you, right? 
You go upstairs, right? We end the podcast. You go upstairs. Um, Roz says, Dave, sit down. I got a present for you. She comes out back pocket. Two Kesha tickets. And opening for Kesha is Pitbull. Mm-hmm. What do you do? And she don't know that. She don't know anything about your artist, like who you like as artist or anything like that. But you love this woman and she wants you to go with her. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Throwing up. <laughs> Directly on the tickets. Are you serious? That's your number five? No, dude. Of course not. I've got this coffee pot ready. <laughs> queued up, ready to go. Where did you get that from? It just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> That's funny, man. Oh, my, oh, I'm playing something on my phone right now by mistake. My fault. No, Dave, this is this is actually my number one right here. I mean, my number one. This is actually my number five right here. And I want to I want to say this specifically. Mm-hmm. I want these this group when they were fresh starting. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Can we do that? Can we put in like stipulations? Yeah, you, like, could, you could travel back in time. You could travel back in time. So this group who they're still alive, but fresh. Tiger style. Tiger style. Yo. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with 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 Discuss the point I mean not to brag or boast But uh, I did get to see Wu-Tang live No but which Wu-Tang though A couple years ago A couple years ago That's what I'm I saw the OGs This is what I'm saying to you though Dave What I'm saying is I do wish that ODB was there No right ODB was you know Rest in peace to a king But no what I'm saying is that You didn't see them When they were fresh out When they were hungry This Wu-Tang right here I probably wouldn't have went to see them Why? Cause I probably would have got shot I would have I would have gratefully took a bullet if I could see the Wu Tang live, when they doing hits like this, like Cream, all they all the original joints from th- the Thirty Six Chamber tour had to be crazy, bro. I dude, shoot me up. <laughs> Wu Tang coming in at number five for me. Shoot me up. Wu Tang coming in at number five for me. What you got number four, Dave? All right, coming in at number four for me of artists that I would like to see live, 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 live. Um. Dev, what? Dev, I'm I'm listening, man. I'm here for it. This right here, okay. You're not gonna tell me front to back that this ain't gonna be a great concert. What's that? Thing, Dev, I'm gonna go back in the time machine okay. and jump back to like when they was first coming up, you don't want emerging as a as a band. You don't want this, or one. when they when they finally got to like their peak popularity, but not you know seeing them now, seeing like where the band is fully intact, 
And they just Can you imagine dude Hearing this like In an arena In a stadium Yeah The live show Mad yeah, ecstasy would be flamitos, yo. Mad ecstasy going on In that drum No Friday would be In that drum bro It'd be fry time <laughs> <laughs> Here we go fire Here we go Fire <laughs> That's funny, man. All right. I'll... When I say Earth, you say winning fire. <laughs> winning fire. <laughs> Number four, man. Okay. That would be a great concert to go to. That I would love to be able to say I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire live and in person. Yeah. Okay. Luther, Earth, Wind, and Fire. My jaws just flames. So I know. Far, and I see. And I see us. I see our paths going on a. I see you still putting this on. I see our paths going like a little bit, a little bit different, but I think they're going to connect at one point because coming in at number four for me, Dave, um, my favorite artist um, currently out right now. And um, again, I'm going to go back in time, but it, my time machine's not going to go too far back. You know what I mean? It's not going to go too far back. We're going to go, we're going to say like four or five years ago, mm-hmm. or six years ago. We're going to go a little bit some years ago. To my man, the one and only, for his Good Kid, Mad City debut album tour. If Pyro's and Crips all got along, they probably got me down by the end of the song. Seem like the whole city this in concert? me. Every time I'm in the street, I hear yak, 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 yak. Man down, where you from? I don't even know, like, I don't even know what I would do at this point. Like when that beat dropped right there and I'm in the stadium. Like, here we go, dragons, here we go. <laughs> I would I don't even know what I would do at this point. Like when that beat dropped right there. Yak, yak, yak. Men down. I think I'll keep saying I think I'll keep saying you know that song is from Mac Miller, right? <laughs> I think I'll keep saying yak, but then like uh I'll fly through the air doing it. <laughs> Float away. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, let me keep going with this. So I gotta let me let the people hear. Yourself, I take you on a trip down memory lane. This is not a rap or I'm slinking crack or moo cocaine. This is cold a second, plenty cognac and major pain. Not the drill sergeant, but the stress that weighing on your brain. It was me, El Boogie, Yang, yeah, yeah, YG, Lucky, ride down Rosecrans. It got ugly, waving your hand out the window. Check yourself, uh, warriors and Conan's hope you for Now, Dave, the reason I picked this album specifically right here is because this album from top to bottom is a classic. True or false? All right, true. So this classic album right here, I would be hearing Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, The Backstreet Freestyle, Money Trees, Poetic Justice, Good Kid, Mad City, Swimming Pools, Compton, Sing About Me. And then, you know, if he did his bonus tracks with, you know, Mary J. Blige, Now or Never, The Recipe with with uh, Dr. Dre and the Black Hippie remix. If he did the Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe remix with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Whoo! Kendrick is one of the best hip-hop artists out right now. He's slowly but surely making himself one of the best of all time. He needs some more albums. He needs to come out with more music. We, I agree with that. But his talent is there and his skill is there. And if you guys are curious, if you guys, if if you can please do this for me, and I beg with you, please, I'll say about, I think it was 2014, 2015, around there. 
no, actually, it was 2017. Kendrick Lamar and Imagine Dragons collabed, and they did a, a, a song on the Grammys. It was a mashup between Good Kid, I mean, between Mad City and between Radioactive. It's the best performance I've seen. And I wasn't even there, but I say I see it live because I watched it on TV live. I saw it live on TV. Please YouTube it. Kendrick Lamar, Imagine Dragons, Good Kid Mass or Mad City, Radioactive mashup. The best thing I've seen live. The best performance. How hyped they were, how they played off of each other, and they're two of my favorite group. They're two of my favorite artists. But nevertheless, please watch that. It's one of the best performances I've seen live. But Kendrick Lamar's coming in at number four for me. Hopefully, I can catch one of his later tours. You know what I mean? Uh, hopefully, I could catch one of his uh, once his new album drops. I could catch that tour. But I haven't seen Kendrick live yet, and by golly, I wish I would. <laughs> That's my number four, Dave. All right, coming in at number three for me. Okay. I did have the pleasure of seeing this person live. So you just want to go back. But I kind of to your point, I wanted I want to go see them in the time machine back to when this album came out. Okay. And I want to do it like in a massive arena where I could just feel this energy. Okay. Back when like it was that new crackling energy. Okay. Of this person. What we, we at? And this person also unfortunately has left us. Mm. So let me see if I can uh find the right oh, I know. that I want to get to. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I knew where you was going with this one. <laughs> so you're afraid to go to a Wu-Tang John, but you're not afraid to go to a DMX John and get shot? Just I'll get shot here. <laughs> Shoot me up. I must be hard-headed. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine, bro, being in a stadium? Let, let me let me go back here. Let me let me let me find like that first beat drop. Uh oh. Right, right. Oh, you had it when he said, "Uh oh." You oh, no, fucking right with? Here. Just that first uh -oh. drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy, y'all. That's crazy, bro. Why must you be hard? And then he just growls real softly in the background. Explain. She didn't hear me. Now, this guy. This is like. Did we ever do a top five intros? Nah. Intro songs on, is, a, on an album. This is, this is. This would be up there, though. This might be number one. This would be up there. This is crazy. Damn, I don't even know what I would do. I, I think I would actually start floating sideways through the crowd, like sneaking through the crowd like this, laying flat on my body, and just through like the entire stadium, snake style. Yeah, nah, this is different, man. I definitely want to go back in time and see DMX when this Dark and Hell is Hot came out, and he starts with that song in a yeah. dark stadium, you know what, stadium speakers. You know what that reminds me of? And this is an artist that's, this is an artist that we we talked about earlier. But you know how people say like, when Kanye West plays that first piano chord to Runaway, 
and the crowd just goes crazy like because you already know what's going on it reminds me of that except that's a lot better <laughs> that's a, that song's a lot better but that's what that reminds me of when you just hear that first beat and you already know what's about to happen but nevertheless coming in at number three for me Dave and DMX is a titan but I said you know at one point we were going to cross paths and I was going to lead over to this this artist right here to me him and Luther are neck and neck when I think of like best male R&B singers of all time um, in a was it I think like 10 or 11 episodes ago when we talked about um, the list for the five, top 500 albums this was number one if you're not if you remember that correctly so this artist right here I'm just gonna play it like this man Marvin Gaye coming in at number three for me hey, 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 hey what's happening oh, this is a hey, big party man Everybody next to me a hug. I feel like I gotta let the chorus play. I can't. I can't lower the chorus right now. I'm disrespectful. What's what's over there? Uh huh. What you don't do? With what? With brutality. Okay. Talk to me. Uh huh. So you can see. What am I gonna say? right on brother <laughs> that's right on baby listen this would be the first uh group hug at a stadium everybody in the stadium <laughs> will come down to the main floor the biggest group hug <laughs> that's hilarious this song right here will single-handedly and uh, like if there was a massive rumble if you're on a plane and somebody's getting rumbled with a coffee pot if you play this song loud enough Everybody on the plane will start hugging each other, and the plane will hug itself. Like the the farms of the plane will come in and hug itself. That's how tough this song is right here. I lie to you not. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Album was voted number one of all time. So take a listen to that album, people, if you haven't listened to it already. And this song right here, this it's a flawless song. Marvin Gaye got to come in at number three for me, man. I wasn't able to see him when he was alive, but I wish I had that time machine to go back in time. And I'll be, I don't smoke, but I'll be on some ecstasy or something in that job. <laughs> here we go, dragons. Here we go. All right, coming in at number two for me. This is where we separate. Okay. Okay. Are we separating? Yes. Okay. Coming in at number two for me, man. This concert right here. Dearly beloved. Dearly beloved. Ooh. We are gathered here 
them called life, life. Uh. <laughs> Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world that never really happens. You can always see the sun. Day, day, or night, night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one, Dr. I'm doing at this concert. What's that? I'm doing a cartwheel through the entire joint. <laughs> a non-stop cartwheel. Are you currently up and down every row? Are you currently on LSD right now or no? As you're doing the cartwheel? I cannot answer that question. <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny that I will be on LSD. Doing a cartwheel through the whole stadium. But have you ever seen somebody do a continuous cartwheel? <laughs> For like two hours. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> and then I would just like randomly combust into water molecules and come back together in solid. Water molecules solid for another two hours. Like Drake in that Sprite commercial? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's where we separate, man. I would love to go back in the time machine and see Prince. Okay. In concert. I will. I will say that. Uh, I, I'm jealous of everybody who ever got to see Prince live. That's like, that should be on every bucket list that ever had a bucket list before. If you ever seen a bucket, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever seen a bucket, Prince. <laughs> All right, Dave. So listen here, right? Prince coming in at number two for you. Yes, sir. Excelente. And I'm gonna tell you this: you made that, and I'm I'm a man of, of of my word, and I admit I admit things when they happen. That right there had me scratching my head. That right there had me wiping my eyes off because I'm I'm thinking to myself like, yo, he just threw Prince out there. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> what can I do to match Prince? And I got somebody for number one who's gonna match Prince. We might have the same number one. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what number one's going. But Dave, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and 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 disrespect a king of hip hop. Should I call him a genius? Mm. Should I call him a genius or should I call him something else? I should call him a genius. Mm. Coming in number two for me, Dave. And and I'm a, and I'm gonna tell people. I'm taking that time machine. If it's still next to me, I'm hopping right in that, John. I'm bringing Dave with me. We not we not listening to past six years of Kanye. <laughs> I promise you that. We are not listening to any of what Kanye recently came out. We hopping in a time machine. And we listen and, and we going back in time and we listening to this right here. Dave, we in a concert right now. You just hear this. I feel like as soon as that uh, piano come on, everybody in the crowd <laughs> like one continuous yell through the roof, and the roof literally gonna fly off the building because <laughs> everybody's breath is to the sky. 
Dude. They are all I need to please me. They can stimulate and tease me. All right, listen, Dave. Listen, I said I'm bringing with you. I'm bringing you into the time machine with me. Mm-hmm. What we doing? What we doing? As soon as that beat drop, and Kanye Kanye requests that everybody put their diamonds in the sky. Right, I'm, I'm turning into an actual diamond, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like a, a blood diamond, <laughs> a straight up blood diamond, yo. I'm gonna be floating like like the coins doing um, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, when you hit him out the John, you're gonna be the coins and I'm gonna be the square. I'm gonna turn into the square and somebody's gonna punch me. You're gonna fly off. Here we go, dragons. Here we go. Yo, the bull's still gonna be saying, Here we go, dragons at the uh, Kanye concert. He could come with us too in that John. He could come, he could hop up in the time machine with us. 2005, 2004, Kanye West, dude. I'm 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 not I I want to I would say this I would probably go back to 2010 cuz that's when my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out which is probably Kanye's best if not his second best album of all time I it, to hear in a in a Dave come on to hear in a concert my beautiful dark twisted fantasy college dropout graduation and late registration all at once I couldn't argue with him. <laughs> that is a great. That's a, that would be a great show. I gotta go, Kanye West at number two, just because I know the amount of love, and maybe it's because I watched the documentary. Maybe I'm just showing him a little bit of extra love, but I know the impact that he had on the industry. He's done a lot for hip hop. He's a great artist, and the new Kanye, the person who people are viewing him as now, is not the person that I grew up with. So I'm taking that time machine and going way back. Kanye West, 2010, when when he reached his his Pinnacle when he was at his top of his game with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That's my number two, Dave. Who you going at number one, Dave? It's got to be a Titan. I'm talking like a teen Titan. Like this, got to be a person, Dave. Mm. That's better than Prince. That's better than Kanye West. Better than Luther Vandross and Marvin Gaye. Better than the Wu-Tang and Stevie Wonder, Dave. And most... Better than DMX, David. Come on, Dave. Who you got here at number one?
Singing the singing his singing his single Titi Diana. <laughs> Titi Diana. I feel like that's the only person who's ever made a song that you should be able to legally punch any Diana. <laughs> Whoa! Because of how <laughs> how Cal- calm down emotionally he sang that song. <laughs> calm down, man. We got a we got a controller. One of our top controllers. I don't even care. That's Michael Jackson, bro. If he told me to punch a Diana, I'm punching the first Diana I see. With what? Though he's saying that with so much gusto. But imagine that live, like with the way that John starts. Yeah. I think you ever seen you ever seen And his, the lights get low? You ever seen his music video black or white? Death. Right? You've of seen course. It? of course. So you remember the part where like at one point like everybody's morphing into a different race and a different person. that would be me every time the beat hit in this John. <laughs> hey, you said do something. <laughs> you look back and I'm a black boy, huh? <laughs> and then you don't seduce me and I'm a China. <laughs> I'm just gonna be every race at one point, dude. That's definitely I. I wouldn't know how to react. Yeah, I mean, if Mike Michael needs to be on top of everybody's list, if you haven't, if you never got to see him in person, that gotta be your top, John. That's the king of pop. Yeah, like who wouldn't want to go to that concert just to say you went? That's yeah. The the biggest musical icon ever in the history of music. Yeah, Boss Angus. Boss Angus. (laughs) He's a he's just a puppy. I call Michael a puppy. <laughs> He's only 10 months old. That's why I call him a cow. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but Dev, Michael Jackson, dude. Dave, I, the king of pop himself. You're not going to hear an argument from me on that. Yeah, nah. That, that's that's just that just and, is what it is. And, and I put that song specifically because that song is just so epic. I mean, he got a, a billion epic songs. But I love the way that song starts, the, the, the energy in that one. Right. Y'all would be going crazy, bro. Yeah. Like you would have never seen me like Yeah. I'd have turned into a gaseous form and then back into a liquid then a solid. Oh you would have at that point I'm all three stages of the uh the water cycle. <laughs> like for real, bro. You never seen somebody do the water cycle? You ever seen one of them toys where it's like a propeller jaw where like the arms is out like this and the way you do it is you hold it in your hands and you spin it and it flies into the air? I would right. ask you to do that to me. And I would <laughs> say it like this and I want you to spin me so I can fly into the air right. just continuously and float around the stage for three hours. Just flying around like that. Just continue. Then when you land down, I'm going to ask you to fold me up like a paper airplane <laughs> and then throw me from the top of the stadium, section 200 row, throw me down. So you can float around the the crowd. <laughs> All right, Dave, Dave. That's a tough number one. Michael Jackson is, is tough. I got to give that to you. But when I play this artist right here, I'm gonna play you a few a few seconds. Nah, I take 10, 20 seconds of this artist, right? Right. I need your initial reaction to how you're gonna be in the concert mm-hmm. when when I take you in my time machine. Cause for this specific artist, we gotta go back to his you know to his prime. You know, like 2004, 2003 prime. Okay. 
So boom, we gonna I'm gonna hit you with this right here. I came to dance, 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 dance. Dave, you in the concert right now, dude. Me and you, we sitting on the ground floor. It's just us two. Give me space for both my hands, 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 hands. You, you, cause it goes on and on and on. Did you hear that? He said, give me space for all my hands, hands, hands. Dave. And it goes on. Coming in number one for me, Tayo Cruz. Day. How are you acting towards it? <laughs> I'm powering up like Goku. Dev, why would you desecrate our top five like that? <laughs> yeah, Dev, nah. Nah? Start again. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to kid with that. You. Like, that was so disrespectful, it wasn't even funny. The reason. <laughs> you see the coffee pot right there, right? <laughs> it's an awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> Give me your real number one, man. My real number one, I just, you know. You know, we just. I apologize. <laughs> when he screams like that, I think I might explode. <laughs> I think my whole body, <laughs> like my arms, my head, and my legs would detach and then come back to my body. <laughs> when he screams like, like a Mortal Kombat, like fatality. a Mortal Kombat fatality, bro. And that, He's like, like no. that was so <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine me at the concert. with the patch and then you this beat right here that's them like come back and Yeah, we had to, we both had the same number one. <laughs> you have to go Michael Jackson at number one. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't do it any other way. Like, yeah, you couldn't do it any other way. Like, I I, I think we picked some good concerts. I, I, Michael Jackson number one for me. Yeah. I don't know how you feeling this week though, Dave, about your because I am going post this week. I mean, I feel good about mine. I just think um, if you if you listen 
and you aren't familiar with any of our artists, just go look up some of their tracks. Of course. Look up some of their live performances, and then maybe that'll help inform you, your voting and your decision making. There is not a. But bad, I feel great about my list. There is not. I a just bad know artist. I would be happy going to see all five of mine. Yes, that's for sure. There is not a bad artist on each list. These are great. These are great artists. Right. Uh, Kesha, Stevie Wonder, Tayo Cruz, Tayo Cruz, um, Elvis. Uh, Who else we had on our list? Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Um, grandson. Marsha Ambrosia. American Airlines flight attendant. Um, uh, Casey Musgroves. <laughs> Marsha Ambrosia. <laughs> Cass- uh, the cast of Bel Air, the new one. <laughs> the Cassie- Casey Musgroves. Right. Uh, uh, Tuffley Jones. <laughs> Yeah, give me my socials, man. Hey, listen, follow us. Instagram, at DevFu, D-E-V-P-H-O-O, at Dave Cruz, mm, 267. Easy, or follow us on our Instagram podcast page, Cruz underscore Control Pod. Hey, yo, Jerry Chestnut. If you don't have an Instagram, follow us on Facebook, Dev Cruz, Dave Cruz, or just follow the Cruise Control fan page on Facebook. Get in the line. We love you guys. You know what it is. This is episode 61 of the Cruise Control. <laughs> Kisses to the missus. on top of everybody's head right now in the crowd. <laughs> A circle of people walking up around everybody's head. We out there. We out, we out, we out, we out, we out. <laughs>